0: open up on a side road in the quiet town of Russell, Kansas. Grant Argot is walking his date, Kent Holmquist, back to his car. The two stand by Kent's car, and they talk about their date. The date had been a lot of fun, and neither wanted the night to end, but both of the men had no idea how to initiate the next step on a first date without seeming desperate. The two settled for a hug and a light kiss on the cheek, before Grant turned and walked away, looking over his shoulder one last time before turning the corner. Kent watched him turn that corner before finally pulling out his keys to unlock his car. They got stuck on the corner of his pocket and he dropped them onto the ground. Kent bends over to pick up his keys. We cut back to Grant walking back to his car, talking to his sister excitedly about the date. A large shadow passes over Grant from above. He looks up to the sky, but sees nothing. That was one big bird, he says under his breath, before jumping back into the conversation with his sister. We cut back once more to Kent, who is bent over and reaching under his car to pick up his keys. He feels a tug at his waist, and he says, Well, this is an interesting way to... wait, what are you and he lets out a blood-curdling scream as we see him ripped out from underneath the car. A moment later, we see blood and his keys fall down from the sky onto the ground from where Kent Holmquist was standing just moments ago. Welcome to the first episode of Myth Takes. Pew, pew, pew. That's the. I'll put a sound effect in there for uh, air horn. Uh, I'm your keeper, Why do you Colin. Even, you don't Parker.
1: even need to. It was perfect. Uh, just
0: use that one. Yeah, that one works pretty yeah, good. Yeah,
1: that's perfect. Do it again. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Good job. Uh,
2: That's the most genteel reggaeton horn I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) There you go. Uh,
0: So today I am joined by Morgan, Sam, and Whitney. Hello to all.
1: Hello. Hello, hello. hello.
0: Uh, So before we get started with the story, let's do just like a major 30-second summary of our characters, uh, just in case people didn't listen in to the world-building episodes. So like not going over gear or moves, uh, but just sort of like, Maybe names, the type of character that you are, and maybe just kind of a brief description of what we look like. Uh, Morgan, why don't you start us off?
3: Okay. Um, I'm Morgan. I'm playing Allie Smith. Uh, Her full name is Alibisandra. She's monstrous. Um, So she is half human, half uh, succubus demon. Her dad was a human. Um, What are we saying? Looks. She is a lady who dresses in unassuming clothing. Um, She has, or sorry, she looks to be of Middle Eastern descent and she has like wild claws instead of fingernails, but most people just think that it's like a crazy manicure. And she has yellow eyes, but she wears non-prescription hipster glasses to try to distract from that.
0: (laughs) Okay, uh, let's go to Sam. I'll just go in the order that I said you guys in.
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm playing a mundane character, pretty much just normie human. Uh, he's a high school kid. His name's TJ Sanderson. Uh, wears sporty clothes. He's, he's a bit of, of a jock. Uh, he plays shortstop for the West Lake Orcas, also is the quarterback of their football team. And he's in a band called TJ and the Sprinkles. Fantastic. Love it.
0: And Whitney.
2: All right. My character is also a normie, a human. She is the uh, meddling kid, and uh, her name is Annabelle. She is, uh, actually goes to T.J. Sanderson's school and is in the same year mm-hmm. as him, but he would never have noticed her because she kind of wears stoner clothes and hangs out kind of on her own. uh I- on Twitter, it was mentioned after someone listened to my intro episode that she's sort of like Veronica Mars meets the lone gunman. And I think that's a very, very apt description yeah. of her. Hell yeah. Um, and so she's a conspiracy theorist and spends all of her time on her blog and her conspiracy theories.
0: Fantastic. Uh, and so I, like I said, I'm Colin and I basically play everyone else in the story. Um, now, as the keeper, my job is to make the world seem real play to see what happens and to make the hunters' lives dangerous and scary. Uh, And so now we're about to jump into the gameplay for the very first time of this show. Uh, But before we do that, I do have just two questions that we need to address. Um, Now, I want to make sure that this world is shaped by you guys just as much as possible. Uh, So, Sam, you just mentioned Westlake. Is that the name of the high school?
1: Yes, uh, Westlake is the name of the high school. Okay good i will
0: put that down here fantastic and you said oh and actually i'm just gonna make a note uh just to myself you call them the west lake orcas
1: orcas is their mascot (laughs) fantastic
0: (laughs) i love it um let's see and then morgan uh were you saying at one point that you work in like a
3: small coffee shop or something like that yeah so like a small business so we can say coffee shop that's fine
0: okay uh and uh what or, I mean, it doesn't have to be a coffee shop. I was just wondering, what is the company? Or, like, what is it and what kind of place is it? What's it called? Stuff like that.
3: Um, no, we'll do we'll do a coffee shop. I'm feeling that right now. So, okay. it's a coffee shop. I have to come up with a name for it. Yep. Um, <laughs> hmm. Okay, it's going to be called Mama Java's Beans and More. And beans is spelled with a Z.
1: Beans. <laughs> That's yeah. wonderful. I love it. it. That's it's,
3: absolutely it's great. <laughs> and they have to, open just... mic nights. There's a little stage in the corner. Ooh. And um, and that's it. I don't know. They don't take credit cards. It's like one of those <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah. places. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, two more very small questions. I know it's going to seem maybe pointless, but it makes a big difference. Is that M-O-M-M-A or M-A-M-A?
3: M-A-M-A.
0: Okay. Uh, and then is it and, like A-N-D, or is it ampersand?
3: More? Ooh. Hmm. We're going to do – hold on. I'm typing it out. Uh mm-hmm. huh. It's going to be beans, apostrophe, and apostrophe more.
0: Okay. Beans. Beans okay. and more. Love it. Like mac and cheese. Yes. Beans and more. Okay. Got it. Mama Java's beans and more. Fantastic. I love this. God, everyone <laughs> in this – Everyone here is just so good at naming stuff. And then uh real quick, Whitney, because I wrote it down elsewhere and I did not mm-hmm. write it down on this like an idiot. What's the name of your uh your blog? It's that's it's this is not the blog you're looking for?
2: Yes, that's correct. Okay.
0: This is not the whoops, blog you're looking for. Okay, I don't I think it's gonna come up after this episode, so that that'll be fun. But um, all right, so let me kind of set where you guys are here, and we'll get started. In the heart of Russell, Kansas stands Westlake High School. Russell is a fairly quiet town, as always, even for a Saturday night. But East Wichita Avenue is the only exception as tonight is Westlake High School's homecoming. In the hall, it's the usual level of hormones, puberty, and awkwardness that you become accustomed to in a high school but tonight is the night where you stick most of it in one giant room, the gymnasium, lower the lights, and play some music that just sort of pushes all of the above to 11. There are more chaperones in attendance than previous years, and most of them are seemingly indifferent knowing that things aren't much different than when they were in high school. This high school, more specifically the other chaperones are running around pulling students away from each other and trying to catch kids sneaking drinks, knowing that things really aren't much different than when they were in high school. This high school, more specifically. All of the who's who in uh, in Westlake High School is in attendance, as well as all the nerds, loners, stoners, and everything in between. That is always there, but uh, you're not really sure why they bothered going. Now, let's get started with Whitney. Uh, or don't oh, no, sorry, not Whitney. That's not your character. You are mm-hmm. Annabelle. 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 What are you doing here at the homecoming?
2: Um, my dad made me come, and I have to stay for at least an hour and a half before I can leave. So I am sitting in, on a chair in the corner, checking my phone every two minutes.
0: Okay. So did you not go with anyone? Like no. I friends? did not
2: come with anyone. No.
0: Okay. And how has that night treated you so far?
2: Um, fairly routinely for someone who's sitting in the corner checking their phone every two minutes. Could be worse. Could be better.
0: Right. Fair enough. So, uh, thank you very much. I love that picture. I like just kind of like corner, not loner, but like the corner stoner, I guess. Just Mm -hmm. being like, ugh, dad, come on. It's getting close. Just come on out. (laughs) Um, so now here's the deal with the actual homecoming, right? No one is sure why they allowed DJ Dispenser, that's Spencer... the the senior's shitty DJ alter ego, um, they're not sure why they let him DJ this year's homecoming. He is not a particularly good DJ, although teens will look for any excuse to sort of kind of half-feel each other up on a dance floor. However, because DJ Dispenser isn't very good, he was forced to split his set list. They wanted to give the senior his time since he's been asking for the past four years, but they also wanted to make sure they had something to really appeal to the folks to come. So they made him split his time with the locally famous band, TJ and the Sprinkles. (laughs) Yes! Yes. DJ Dispenser says, hey, Babes and Germs, that concludes my set. (laughs) Thank you for being such a great crowd tonight, Russell, Kansas. He is met with mostly silence and half-assed applause. (laughs) Uh, He is unfazed. To close the night out, BJ and the Twinkles, hey, for one more song, are there. they're coming back up for all y'all. Take it away, Beej. All right. So TJ, your band yes. has played a pretty solid set tonight, as always, mm-hmm. and you have to wrap everything up with the best possible slow, dan- slow dance jam that you can think of. What okay. song does your band play?
1: Oh, uh, okay. So you're going to you're gonna have to give me a second. Uh, okay. because I think I, we got to we got to end it out with with a cover, right? I feel like we've yes. done some originals, but it's homecoming, so we got to play to the crowd, we got to please the crowd, do a do right. a sexy do a sexy sexy <laughs> jam. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what? Okay. Uh, we <laughs> we play a cover of the Miguel song Coffee. Okay.
2: okay. If
1: you don't know it, it is about the sexiest song you've ever uh, you've ever heard.
3: Okay, it's about second, getting I'm...
1: coffee in the morning after a particularly, you know, particular night.
3: Right. Okay. Are there are there curse words in the song?
1: Oh, there are there are absolutely curse words. Do and they say the curse words? I, I do say the curse words. Oh, I do okay. say the cusses.
3: <laughs> but I would like you to
0: introduce the song to the crowd.
1: Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, so, hey guys, uh, my name's TJ, and uh, we've been the Sprinkles. Thanks so much for coming out to Homecoming. It sure means a lot to me as the quarterback of your Westlake, or because I know the rest of the team really appreciates it. And, uh, hey, why don't you get up on the dance floor for one more tune? You guys might know this one, and adults, you might want to cover your ears. Hey, boys, you want to play Coffee by Miguel? See if we can... uh yeah, yeah, yeah. See if we can get some people uh, people feeling, feeling some kind of way on the dance floor tonight.
0: Okay, so you hear the band pick up their instruments. There's a couple of thumps as people quickly check the tuning. And then the band begins to play.
1: I wish I could paint, oh.
0: But about 30 seconds into the song, there is a sudden boom as one of the back walls crashes in. Luckily, it's behind the band and the DJ stand, so there's no one struck by any of the debris.
1: Not even within DJ instant, Senior Spencer whatever? No, what, what, Dis- what's his DJ Dispenser
0: butt? is already off getting high somewhere. Um, <laughs> now, within an instant, Principal Jones is standing up on the bleachers with his megaphone. Uh, students, please exit the gymnasium and head to the auditorium immediately. We are now on lockdown, people, until we find out what has just caused this. Go in an orderly fashion. Please do not panic. That last line is a bit too late. People began panicking immediately. Some kids are being turned back in the parking lot to go back into the school. There are parents in that parking lot waiting to pick up their children and are now either trying to take cover themselves or are asking for answers from staff that are blocking the doorways. Cops have been called and the school officer is already doing his best to clear the gymnasium. Westlake High School is in total pandemonium. Walls, from the gym- sorry, walls of gymnasiums don't usually come crumbling down especially not in a quiet town in Kansas. So TJ and Annabelle, you are both in the maths... Oh, nope, not maths, Mass. that's the word. You are both in the mass of students working their way to the auditorium. Uh, what do you do?
2: Um, so Annabelle pulled out one of her tiny, tiny surveillance cameras and is trying to get footage of whatever happened. The only reason that she would not be in the... Um, auditorium or the gymnasium. They're in the auditorium going to the gymnasium or the other, uh, way, other around. way around. They're in the gymnasium yeah. going to the gymnasium. So the, the only reason that she would not be in the gymnasium anymore is if someone grabbed her and pulled, them along, pulled her along with them. Right. Um, okay. So she is probably at the very tail end of the crowd and she's trying to sort of like pull her way back to where the action is happening to try and get some kind of footage of it or to see clearly what is happening. But someone... Um, has is has her by the elbow and just like pulling her along.
0: Okay, so I like that image. So let's kind of talk this out real quick. It, would you say that this was, or no? Would you say this is investigate a mystery or read a bad situation?
2: Uh, probably more investigate a mystery. I think kind of everything leads more towards investigate a mystery with her.
0: Uh, okay, perfect. So when you investigate a mystery, roll plus sharp on a ten plus hold two. On a seven to nine hold one, one hold can be spent to ask the Keeper one of the following questions, which we'll go over in a bit. Um, if you get a 12, you may ask the Keeper any question you want about the mystery, not just the listed ones. Um, so what does your sharp look like again? Plus one. Okay, fantastic. So roll 2d6. Uh,
2: yeah, and that was not good. I rolled a two, so I have a three Yikes. in that investigative Yikes. mystery.
0: <laughs> um. Okay, so... <laughs> I will allow you to have one camera go up um, before you are discovered, um, and they will forget about... Like, they won't notice it, uh, but you won't be able to ask any questions here. Um, We might be able to come back to that camera later if we can get a good roll on something else. Um, Perhaps uh, for another investigative mystery later when it comes up.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: But you are almost immediately seen by the officer who... Starts yelling at you and tells you to get back with the rest of the students. Um, and I am also going to say that in how many how many of those cameras do you have?
2: Um, that's actually a good question that I realized when I went to go pull one out. Um, it does not say in the guide when I was mm-hmm. it just says tiny surveillance cameras. So uh, I'm going to just say four.
0: Okay, um, and we can talk about how maybe we can replenish those or whatever in Mm -hmm. other moments. So you have four, or had four. Mm -hmm. I'm allowing you to put down one, and as you're being caught with the second one, you drop it and it shatters on the floor. Uh, So you are now down to two unused ones. Um, TJ, what about you? What are you doing?
1: Well, (laughs) shit, I mean... I to, if, you've, if you if you listen to the episode where I introduced my character, I told you what what moves I took, and they're all about you know. T.J. Sanderson's the quarterback of a, of a football team. He's a shortstop of a basketball team. He's in a band. He's in high school. He thinks he's in, invincible. Um, what T.J. Sanderson is going to do is he is going to go towards the uh, the fracas in the back of the gymnasium.
0: Okay. Um. So, you just sort of had, I mean, it was pretty close to you, right? Like, you weren't struck by any of the debris, mm-hmm. but you I want to
1: investigate it. I want to, so, like, I'm i am ideally, like, doing a don't worry, I'll check it out. So, I'm going to go off by myself to check out somewhere or something scary, which means I get to mark experience, which is very nice. Um, right. Oh, that also, reminds me.
0: Um, go sorry. ahead. I'm sorry. What you just said reminds me. Uh, everyone, like, the the way I'm doing this, just to- sort of keep everyone even we're gonna all as a group keep experience together so everyone mark uh one experience for ah
1: okay uh, for
0: the failed role that's just i saying failed role just sounds so (laughs) defeating
1: (laughs) i
2: mean so it pretty much was a failed role though well but you
1: learn through failure failure is the best teacher i think that is something that is very beautiful about this game
3: so every time anybody fails we all get to mark experience Yes, we're gonna level up. We're really everyone, fast.
0: everyone in the party, everyone in the current. Okay,
3: party. okay, okay, cool.
0: Uh, investigate. Okay, I'm just making sure I keep notes of them as well. Uh, just so mm-hmm. I have them. Up, up, Wrong. So, right. do okay.
3: we have just one now?
0: Yeah, you have just okay, one. Yeah. Okay, so Sorry. I guess you're also gonna do investigate a mystery. What does your sharp look like, TJ?
1: My sharp is zero. Fantastic. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um and Uh, yeah. Are you gonna, are you gonna allow me to mark experience for don't worry, I'll check it out as well? Or I mean, I guess right.
0: Uh, This is all kind of the
1: same thing. It's up to you.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, how does that work again?
1: It just says whenever I go off by myself to check out somewhere or something scary, mark experience. Like, I guess I'm not Uh, really by myself. There are people like in the room that could come get me if something happens. Well, Um, I
0: I would consider this by yourself because everyone is being kind of escorted out. Okay. So so that's plus one four and it's called I'll Check It Out.
1: Uh, Don't worry, I'll check it out. So whenever I go off by myself to check out somewhere or something scary, I get to mark experience.
0: Perfect. Okay, so you all now have plus two experience. Look at that. Nice. We're all only right. 20 minutes in, and we're getting some major mm-hmm. experience points. Let's
1: see if it's Woo-hoo. about to be three. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll 2d6 for uh for investigate the mystery. Okay. Uh, That's going to be an eight.
0: Ooh, an eight. Okay, so the nice thing about that is that you're going to get one good thing, and you're going to get sort of one bad thing. Um, mm mm-hmm. Not bad, but you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, so, whoops, uh, that's the, my folder, not you. Um, whoops, 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 keeper. Um, Hunter, there we go. Uh, so you got an A, So you get to hold one. So what is the question that you would like answered?
1: Sure, can you remind me the questions I can ask?
0: Sure, uh, what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? what can hurt it, where did it go, what is it going to do, and what is being concealed here. Now, before you say your question, I will let you know right now that the creature is not here at the moment, so I wouldn't— Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give you that one for free.
1: Yeah. Um, so, was one of them like, what is it after?
0: That uh, kind of thing? No. That is okay. Not-
1: Okay, go. I'm sorry. I need him one more time because I was totally I was focusing fine. on the creature ones.
0: You're fine. Um, what happened here? What can mm-hmm. it do? Mm-hmm. What can uh What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do, or what is it going to do? Uh, and uh, what is being concealed here?
1: Okay, so why don't we why don't we go with what just straight up and down what happened here? Uh, I think TJ would want to get the lay of the land, and I don't think he's got enough. I don't know. I don't think he would It'd be like, oh, someone's hiding something. I don't think that'd be the first place his mind goes.
2: No,
0: that's Annabelle's
2: purview. (laughs) Right.
0: Okay, so uh, what happened here is is a large portion of the kind of top right corner of the gymnasium wall has been crumbled in, and uh, you can see through the debris, there doesn't seem to be any sort of trace of the monster however uh there are two different pools of blood um one of them is almost looks like oil it's kind of like a dark grayish uh material and then you see uh uh, like the normal red of human blood um and the dark gray one is only in one spot um so that must mean that that whatever that was uh disappeared right uh it's it Definitely didn't walk out of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Walk out of that space, and the other uh, pool of blood has a small trail, just a couple of droplets here and there, leading towards one of the doors into the locker rooms off to the
1: side. Uh, I'm gonna at, th- at this point. I'm gonna yell uh, for help um, and, okay. and head into the locker room.
0: Okay. Uh, so. Sorry, one second. I gotta think about what I'm gonna do here to mm-hmm. kind of challenge you. Because clearly we want you to find something, but also I can't just make everything easy.
1: Oh, um, of course.
0: So, okay, so you call out uh and you say, Hey, there's some blood here or something. Like, just whatever you want to call out. I mean, I guess I can make that up to you. Sorry. What do you what do you want to say as you call out for help?
1: Hey guys, there's uh, I think someone got hurt. It looks like they headed into the locker room. Come here! What the hell? Come here! Someone needs help. <laughs> okay. I go. I'm going. I'm going. Hey, the, the, where's where's the football team? It's our locker room. Can't get blood all over it.
0: <laughs> okay, we just one so- state,
1: maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, DJ Dispenser. Who is like mostly blazing? Not out of his you, mind. DJ
1: Dispenser, literally anybody else. Uh,
0: as much as you hate him, he is a part of the baseball team as well. Uh, um, and of course so he is. he's gonna start you know sauntering towards you as well as um, as well as Roderick, uh, who is the running back from the football team. Okay. Um, they're both coming from two different sides and they're both going to try and sort of come to your aid. Uh, but the officer, let's see, the, the officer on the scene, the, uh, the, like the school cop, um, his name is Moses. Uh, he is like, Hey, Hey, Hey boys, what are you doing there? You got, you guys can't go. What are you? Hey, Hey, Hey. And he's trying to this... capture both of them, but there's two of them. Right. And he's mm-hmm. also trying to get your attention, but there's two people in his face. DJ Dispenser is just, again, blazed beyond belief. <laughs> and he's just sort of messing with the school cop. And none of them have clearly dealt with this sort of situation before. So it's a little too much for, for this uh, poor, uh, you know, rent cop guy. Um, and so Roderick is kind of signaling to you to go and he will catch up. Okay. Um, Annabelle. Uh, you, since you are at the back of the crowd and remember, like, this is all happening basically within, God, like a minute of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you were already yelled at to get into the back of the crowd and, of course, they are, you know, trying to get through all those doors, but there's a lot of people to saunter through those doors and down the hallway. Um, you notice this whole little shindig going down. Uh, are you going to follow TJ?
2: Uh, yeah, I definitely think I'm going to follow TJ. Okay. For sure. Fantastic.
0: So you guys uh, both get to the locker room. Uh, Annabelle, you're you know a little bit behind TJ. Um, TJ, you are already in the locker room at this moment, mm-hmm. following the pool of blood, uh, where you find a man uh, in a suit uh, sitting on the ground of the showers... Uh, with some water running and a pretty gnarly cut in his side. Oof. Uh, he seems to be passed out. He's he's not dead. He's still breathing. Um, okay. What do either of you guys do?
1: Um, I would love to try and read a bad situation in this case.
0: Okay. Uh, when you look around and read a bad situation, roll plus sharp. So we're doing sharp again. Yeah. Um, and so let's go ahead and roll that.
1: That's going to be a nine.
0: Ooh, very and good. That's um,
1: one hold, right? So right. I get to ask you one question. I think my uh, the question that I would ask here um, is if there are any dangers we haven't noticed. I think the blood may have, you know, been like, oh, okay, this is serious. You know, I can yes. help, but I should be careful.
0: There is one danger that, or there is one thing that could potentially be a danger to you if the man were to wake up. Laying by his side, uh, that used to clearly be gripped in his hand that he dropped as he passed out, is a small weapon that looks somewhat like a pistol, but it is unlike any pistol you have ever seen before. It is um, different colors, it has different modules kind of attached to it. It very much looks like something that you might see in something like a Star Wars or Star Trek film. Um, It is very sci-fi. And although it is clearly some sort of firearm, like I said, it is something that could potentially wreck your shop if he were to suddenly sit up and use it.
1: Okay.
2: Where did you Um, say that the injury was?
0: It's on his side.
2: On his side. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Because I think that Annabelle would try to tear a strip off of her shirt and um, use it to stop the bleeding, but also tear another strip off of her shirt and use it to tie his hands together.
0: Okay. Mm. So I'm going to call that an act under pressure, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then we're going to switch over to Allie in just a moment here. Nice. Um so uh act under pressure. Uh you're gonna roll plus cool. Remind me real quick, what's your cool modifier?
2: My cool is zero.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. So roll those two d6 for me.
2: All right. And that is ten.
0: Ten. Damn. Well, my first
2: one you... was a two, so I'm I'm do something better. That's fair, <laughs> that's fair.
0: Um so on that you get to do what you set out to do. Um, so you are going to tie his hands. Uh, together and uh, you know kind of patch him up a little bit um, and uh, which of the I mean, it's not going to have any kind of bad after effect I'm just sort of curious which do you do first
2: tie his hands first
0: Okay, that's so, cold
3: um,
2: <laughs> so here's
0: how this plays out um, you are patching him up he's already tied together As he starts to come to, and he says, what the, what the hell, who, all right, who the fuck are you two? And he starts to get up, and he feels the sharp pain in his side, and he kind of, you know, does that, like, he can't put his hands to it, right? Mm -hmm. But he does a kind of twist to put his arm against it to sort of seemingly kind of push against the pain, try to... You know, you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about, like when mm-hmm. you're hurt and you're like, "Oh no, oh god!" So hey, he's calm kind of doing down, nerd. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's doing one of those moves, right? And then finally, you he hears some voices outside of the locker room. There's uh, a couple of cops, and you can hear them calling out some things. You know, to like you know, bag and tag, and you know, put some things over here. There's some blood over here. There's some of this over there. And he turns to you and says. All right, look, I I ain't got much time to explain, but I'm going to need y'all to get me the fuck out of here. I promise you I can tell you everything that's going on if you can get me out of here without someone seeing us.
2: Uh. Done.
0: Hey, everybody, it's Colin, your keeper, your pod boss, your... Fortune cookie reader. Uh, I got a fortune cookie today, and uh, my fortune said your business will have great success. So I'm going to say that for once, that's a good fortune. And uh, thanks, I'll take it, and I'll keep that. Um, And so uh, I'd like to read to you a different thing that's not a fortune cookie. It's an ad read, Um, and it's for one of our brand new sponsors here on the network, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business, technology, and more. Anyone can join the millions of members in our community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. For just under $10 a month, get access to thousands of Skillshare classes taught by the world's best teachers in all of the amazing categories that Skillshare has to offer. Each class has a project so you can put your new skills into practice and share your work with other community members around the world. Um, I think this is a pretty fantastic place. Uh, I've started my uh, account here with Skillshare. I've been learning some stuff about website building so that we can try and really do up the old Scavengers Network website, uh, try and get it up and running and be something that we can actually be proud of. Um, and so I've been really stoked to get started on these classes and I really appreciate the idea of actually having a project to put your skills toward. Um, that's pretty great. And, uh, if you would like to join me in taking some of these great courses, you get two months of free classes. If you sign up with us, that's right. Two free months of Skillshare and all that it has to offer. All you have to do is go to bit.ly slash skillscav. That's bit.ly slash s-k-i-l-l-s-c-a-v. Skillshare, the skills you need to succeed. Now, before we head back into the show, um, you're going to hear in a second us do our usual goodbyes. Um, We realized after we were sort of done recording, or at least after we were done doing some of the story bit, uh, we realize that it leaves kind of everything on a very odd note to have sort of a big storytelling moment, and then all of a sudden to go, okay, well, you can find us here and here and here. So we're going to take a bit of audio from the very end of the <laughs> of the recording session and put it right after this thing that I'm saying right now. Um. So let's just do this. So I'll say... Um, Now, before we get back into the magic of Myth Takes, let's just real quick give a quick reminder of where we can find everybody. Um, If you want to find me, you can find me at Colin M. Parker on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow the Scavengers Network at Scavengers Network on Instagram and at Scavengers Net on uh, Twitter. So uh, let's go in the same order as we did our introductions at the beginning of the episode. Morgan, where can people find you?
3: Uh, You can find me all over social media uh, at Morgan Spatola. That's S-P-A-T-O-L-A. And then I also am uh, one half of the podcast Academy Outcasts, a cinematic education from one friend to another. You can download that wherever you find fine podcasts.
0: Uh, Sam, where can people find you?
1: Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Sam That's S-A-M-G-R-E-S-Z-E-S-E-S on Twitter, on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. And also, hey, listen to State Your Case. It's a good podcast. And, you know, I hear the guy that does it is really attractive and, and muscly and has a very deep, sexy, baritone voice.
0: Wait, TJ is now the new host.
1: No, it's no, no,
2: it's me. <laughs> I'm
0: kidding. Sorry, I won't bully you. I won't bully you. I'm not DJ Dispenser. Um, and Whitney. What about you?
2: I am one half of the sister duo from Historical Hotties, where we rate the babeliness of historical figures. And uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere at Historically Hot on social media. And the uh, Historical Hotties Debate Club is our Facebook group, uh, which we would love to get people in and uh, conversing on. And, yeah, the podcast is Historically, or, H- Historical Hotties.
0: Fantastic. Okay. So, this episode is coming to you on June 21st, so that means that the next episode of Myth Takes will be coming to you on July 5th, the day after America's uh, birthday. I'm not even going to try and do the math as to which birthday that is, so we'll just say it's It's old as hell at this point.
1: It's the third. It's the third birthday. Oh, hey, happy third birthday.
0: I think you probably like something like, I don't know, Paw Patrol or uh, Bubble Guppies. That's the only two kids shows that I know. (laughs) That's two more than I knew.
3: Yep. yep don't know either um, of
0: them yep I only know it from having worked retail for any point because you had like stu- well nope I won't call it stupid some people have kids that like that stuff <laughs> anyway um, I won't yuck <laughs> anyone's yums including babies Um, so thanks uh, so much and we're gonna get back into Myth Takes here uh, thank you so much for joining us here on episode one guys uh, I cannot wait to continue on with the story here we go <laughs> Okay, about an hour down the road in Salina, Kansas, Allie is finishing up her shift at Mama Java's Beans and More. Uh, So, real quick, kind of run us through, what does the closing process look like here at Mama Java's?
3: Uh, Closing process, kick out all the people that are staying for free Wi-Fi, um, Mm -hmm. clean up all of the extra dishes, put away the old pastries, clean the espresso machine, um, count down the cash drawers, mop the floors...
0: Dope. Dope. Okay. And Cheers are you up. alone? I think I got it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you alone or do you have a co-worker with you? Um, I'm alone. Okay. Is there any kind of like special jam, you know, music that you're putting on to, to do all this too?
3: Um, oh, man. What kind of music does she listen to? So the last person leaves at like eight o'clock and then she's alone for like three hours till she closes. So mm-hmm. she usually puts on some... Weird '80s music, like the Bajas, or like that is Depeche Mode that nobody else listens to.
0: That is such a, a fascinating cool. choice. I love this. <laughs> and see, like questions like this to me give us a better like deep dive into what a character is, yeah, And just being like you know, um, you know what post. Well, now, see, even that's a good question. I'm gonna say what kind of posters are on their wall. I'm just trying to think, like you know, kind of like the more superficial things, you know, mm-hmm. that some people might ask. Um, so I, I really like this scene, this kind of like odd Spotify 80s jam sesh going on. Um, and although the music is playing kind of loudly, uh, as you're clearing off the counter and stuff like that and you know filling up the sugar and whatnot, you hear some screaming uh, happening from the direction of the street. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you've been closed for a couple of hours now, right? Um, it's been some time. Um and, uh, you know, it's, it's like, let's say it's about 10 o'clock or so. Um, so you're almost done with, with this whole closing shift thing. Uh, now you hear the screaming and you start to see people running down the street, uh, passing by the windows of your store. There is a quick shadow that passes over that street in the moonlight. What do you do?
3: Um, I guess I turn on the music and listen, for a second so i don't know if i should roll for that to just see if i can um, hear if people are screaming about things specifically like what are they saying you know or is it Um, are they just screaming
0: they're mostly just screaming um you know this this just is sort of like a you know natural like the the volume knob is just like a foot away from you so you just sort of reach down and do it um and uh you know you can hear people screaming uh some just some general you know different screams of of like help, or you know the typical like uh just ah, uh, you know <laughs> I'm not gonna do that in your ears because thank you I respect you all <laughs> um, maybe I'll get like a sound effect for there or something um you hear a car crash uh oh from God. somewhere down the road uh and then you hear you know how like when uh maybe something like a tarp is is down on the ground and the wind kind of comes up underneath it and it catches it, and you have that really loud like right? The sound of wind blowing through something like that? Sure. You hear that sort of sound twice. Okay. And then there is a shaking on the rooftop.
3: Oh my god. Okay. Um, Um. Yep, go ahead. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to unlock the door and walk outside and take a peek.
0: Okay. Um, as you are walking outside, you almost slip. There is, uh, some sort of like liquid right near the door. Um, And it is a dark grayish goo like substance. It's some sort of liquid. Um, And you see a couple of spots of it like on the road. Um, And there is a little bit of it on the top of the sign to Mama Java's. Um, And there is a very loud kind of shuffling noise happening up on the roof, Um, but no more thuds necessarily.
3: Okay, so what do I have to roll anything to look up on the roof?
0: Um, no, if you want if you want to go up to the roof, you can just sort of go uh, there's a we'll say there's a uh, uh, just like a you know like those like back alley like access ladder kind of thing. Oh, yeah, she does not want to go up her.
3: there. She just wants to see if she can huh. take a peek somehow.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. so okay. Um, let's do.
3: Like, if I Uh, back up across the street far enough and crane my head, like, can I see up on the roof? Like, is that possible? No, unfortunately, no. Well, Um, then I say, oh, fuck, and I decide to go up there.
0: (laughs) Okay, so, uh, I'm going to say, let's do, uh, let's just do an act under pressure, just to kind of see if, you know, you can kind of keep quiet, you know? Okay. I just want to
3: climb up and just, like, peek my head, like, that's it, like, just my head, like, nothing else.
0: Exactly. Okay. No, I feel you. Okay. Act under so pressure. So you you climb up the to, uh, up to the ladder and you get to the kind of top rung and you know you do that thing you know like when you're kind of like trying to psych yourself up like you got this you got this mm-hmm. just sort of peek over real quick and then do it and you you know your your eyes just kind of very carefully come over the edge and there is a large dark mass in the uh, in the moonlight um, bent over kind of curled up into almost like a ball not like the fetal position but it is like it's like someone is taking a knee right okay however there seems to be something large surrounding it like perhaps a cloak or uh like i said kind of something maybe tarp like uh and it is you can hear a very loud panting noise um coming from uh coming from that direction uh do you want to investigate further
3: <sighs> um yeah okay yes i do um because i'm worried because i stepped on the icky stuff i'm worried that it's hurt so now i need to know what's up and also get it off of the coffee shop
0: (laughs) right okay so this is gonna be the last roll, i think
3: tonight okay i just want to creep over like as slowly and quietly as possible
0: this is this is gonna be uh i'm gonna have you do a read a bad situation sure okay um because I think you're probably gonna want to figure some stuff out in like a hot second.
3: Was that gonna be sharp?
0: Um, yeah, that's that's sharp. Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll it, and then I'll tell you sort of how it plays out, and then you can ask the questions based off of what you see.
3: Okay, that is a nine.
0: Okay, and what was your sharp? Is it plus my anything? My sharp is or? my.
3: Well, it was a ten minus one.
0: Ooh. Okay. So, uh, you get to hold one. Okay. So you get closer and um I don't know, maybe it sees your shadow or there's some sort of just loud enough noise to which the creature stands up to its fullest and it is probably about eight foot tall and it turns and you can see as it opens up its wingspan uh, as you know, which is almost double of this creature. That is the, thing that has been surrounding this creature this whole time Mm -hmm. um and you have seen some things right you're part succubus you know Mm -hmm. you you know that there's stuff out there but you've never seen anything quite like this okay standing in front of you is an eight foot tall gargoyle and it is bleeding uh pretty heavily uh from its uh thigh and from its shoulder Um, so is, uh, what is the question that you would like to ask?
3: I guess I want to know what happened here since it's, I mean, obviously it's injured, but like, Mm -hmm. like how bad, you know, can I like shoo this guy away with a broom or like, am I going to have to, you know, like deal, Uh, deal with it? this
0: guy, this guy is hurt, but considering it just stood up, uh, it is not necessarily like mortally wounded. Okay. It's kind of a little bit just more starting to get kind of pissed off. (sighs) Um, Uh-oh. and it is, you know, it has already, uh, swept through the town once or twice, uh, and it is clearly looking for someone or something, uh, to, um, mm, uh, I guess sort of kind of basically just nourish itself to sort of help gain some strength back that it has
3: lost. Oh, good.
0: <laughs> um, and it, now it is towering over you. And looking pretty, pretty keen. Okay. Uh, It You know, Prey has basically just walked right into its maw.
3: I do one of those, like, hands, like, palms facing him. Like, hey, buddy, okay, let's think through this for a second. (laughs) Like, I don't really want to deal with this, and I know you're not having a good night, so let's just not make any rash decisions. Um, Okay. Um, (laughs) Just kind of doing one of those.
0: It kind of hears you, and it stops for a moment. It actually seems to be listening for a second. Oh, that's good. Right? It even kind of turns its head, you know, the way that almost like a dog would when it's like, I think you're talking to me, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And then the anger on its face returns and it reaches back and just sort of backhands the, the fuck out of you. Oh, no. Um, and <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I, I, just because we're just starting off, it's not going to inflict any damage Uh, you're only falling one story and you're going to land into (laughs) all of the freshly thrown garbage that you just put out there. It's all in bags, don't worry. Uh, You only get one banana peel on the head, you know. (laughs) Um, But you are now in the trash and it has taken back to the sky. Um, And so this will be my last time asking you this. What do you
1: do?
3: I I guess just look out and restrain myself from yelling at him because i don't want to get backhanded again and i get out of the um get out of the the dumpster and get the fuck back inside the coffee shop
0: (laughs) okay um so here is where we're going to leave it um you are inside back inside mama javas and you are uh Kind of a little freaked out about what you just witnessed. The door is locked, and,
3: and even though I already cleaned the espresso machine, I'm pouring myself a double shot of right. espresso.
0: Um, you are a little freaked out when you see uh, a car pull up outside of the, uh, the, the Mama Javas, and uh, out of the car... Uh, comes running Derek Smith, your father. oh, hi, Dad. Who has heard on the news <laughs> that that street has been terrorized by some sort of monster. Um, and obviously knowing that his daughter is half-creature of some sort, uh, begins to worry that maybe, you know, the darker side of his daughter has uh, unleashed itself. But he gets to the window and he sees you. And he's banging on the glass telling you to come open the door and as you start to wander towards the door to let him in you hear the same sound of the tarps and uh, or the sound of tarps having wind oh don't take my dad (laughs) and the creature comes flying down and grabs your father no my dad and starts flying away with him
3: Uh, my dad you took my dad
0: Okay, so Derek Smith is freaking out. He has been picked up into the air and has, you know, no idea what's happening. He's looking down at the ground as it gets further and further away, and he sees the town of Selena getting further and further away from him as this creature begins to carry him off into the distance. He looks up and cranes his neck to see what's carrying him and says, Jesus, that's one hell of a big bird.
3: Oh, my dad. (laughs) (laughs)